episode of We Call It Soccer. I'm Caleb, alongside, virtually, uh, Sasha, last name, uh, Russian last name. <laughs> I couldn't think of a new one. Ovechkin? Do we, have, we, have we done that? I feel like we have. Kovanov? Habibulin? There we go. We'll take go with that. Yeah. Habibulin. <laughs> Bulin Wall, as he was known back in his NHL days. Uh, hopefully, uh, unlike the Berlin Wall, I won't break on this podcast. <laughs> or break during this pandemic. Who's <laughs> right, their goalie? I think I think he played for the Capital. I can't remember. It was like early on in my hockey watching days. Nikolai Kapibulin. Nikolai's a strong name. Yeah, it's fun to say too. <laughs> so, how have you been? It's been a couple weeks since we've talked. I've been pretty good. Yeah, huh. like I, uh, I knew this weather was coming because we're, you know, we had this crazy polar <laughs> vortex. Uh, but I'm enjoying it. Maybe I have a little bit of Schadenfreude because Texas got snow. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my sister-in-law and her husband live down in, in uh, Houston, and their dog, who they recently got, um, like a just over one year old, like uh, healer dog, refused to go outside <laughs> in their yard because it was so cold. My honey. So, you're in positive degrees. It was negative 24 when it went to work this morning. So, but hey, tomorrow high of eight. That's so, so warm. That's that's go outside of walk weather. Like, you know, break break on the shorts. <laughs> to be honest, um, you think the beaches will be busy tomorrow? Or? I mean, probably. Like, uh, <laughs> Lake is pretty like. Uh, I mean, nothing says beach volleyball like negative eight or a positive eight. Sorry, <laughs> Pos- positive. We're in the yeah. positives. Um. It, but if it was in Celsius, it wouldn't be positive. It'd still be negatives. And we're going to be talking to some people who use that metric because, honestly, they're <laughs> smarter. Like metric system, Celsius, makes a lot more sense. We'll be talking to three people involved with the Basingstoke Town FC foot, uh, club that we mentioned last on last to- uh, the podcast that came out last. Um, the chairman, Kevin White. The first team manager, uh, Dan Brownlee. And uh, former player Harrison Cliff. Harrison Cliff is actually coming over to America to play college soccer on scholarship. Unfortunately, due to COVID, he is still in England taking his college courses at 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. Zoom calls. So that was, I mean, like, college was rough, but, like, I never did a class, like, that early or late, I guess. I can't imagine, like, finding the inspiration to do a remote class, let alone having to then do it at 1 a.m. my time. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, we'll be interviewing them. This all came about due to our league commissioner on the Patreon, my my, my, uh, my dad, um, mentioned last week or last time that uh, they are in some financial straits due to poor ownership in the past. Um, they have just given page also if you want some cool merch, go on their merch site. My dad wanted a mug. Email the club and was like, hey, I'm in Wisconsin. If this will, will this mug get to me in one piece if I order it? And the chairman responded with, "Absolutely not." <laughs> and also, how uh, you heard about us on your son's podcast? Put us in touch with them. And long story short, we're gonna have them on this Saturday to interview, and then hopefully next couple weeks we'll get those interviews out to you guys, the the listeners of this podcast. The we call it soccer aniacs. Is that a, that, <laughs> that really is a 
if you have a better name for yourself as our fan base, let us know. We would call we call it soccerites. Like two United groupies? No, fan. No, <laughs> it's nothing. Not two United fannies. But that would be, that'd be funny because of how the fact that you can't say that over across the pond. <laughs> uh, yeah, we really put ourselves in the corner by naming it two United fans. So that's like the perfect name too for a fan group of the podcast. But that's us. As like, but besides the point, we're really excited to have the three gentlemen from Basingstoke Town talk to and interview and hopefully have a rollicking good time with on Saturday. Um, if you have any questions, um, tweet at us, tweet us, or let us know at TWO United Fans on Instagram and Twitter. Post questions there. And if we did to them, we didn't ask them, or we'll totally forget and just have a great conversation with the three guys from England. Um, with that, exciting news out of the way let's move on to some even more exciting news some actual Minnesota United real rumors slash like probably gonna happen confirmed stuff um Ozzy's back yes some may say he have he, he never really left he's al- he was always with us in heart but it is good to hear that our captain our, our guy with the most experience Ozzy El Corazon yes El Corazon the, the honey badger the guy who will bite and never let go uh is staying with us yeah, uh, it's gonna be a smaller role than the past two seasons. He probably won't start day in day out, but the contract that he's close to signing or will sign soon um, has a plan for him to move into either the backroom staff or front room staff, front office staff at Minnesota United. So, getting a MLS legend like that into your staff at a club, I think, adds to the prestige of the club because people will see Ozzy as like like probably top three. Uh, sixes in the MLS of all time. Oh yeah, like, I, that's not that, that much of a stretch. No, to have that 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 influence over the day the, the the American game in your club adds a lot of prestige and hopefully hopefully can will mean uh, greater success in the future. Also exciting, we're getting a Wea, not George, not Tim, but a Patrick Patrick Wea. Um, is reportedly close to signing a homegrown contract. He would join uh, goalkeeper Fred Emmings as the only Minnesota homegrown on the roster. Um, Wea is currently playing soccer at St. Louis University. He was part of the Youth Academy until that went uh, up in smoke, I guess, and then like reformed into worse smoke that you can't really use very well. Like you can't even put meat in there; it's too like too acrid. Yeah, it's, um, it's ash that's been burned so many times you can't even like coagulate it into something <laughs> when you add water. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just really bad. Um, but good news, uh, a good striker prospect with a great pedigree of one of the best strikers of all time in George Weah and his cousin, I believe, uh, Timothy, currently applying his trade with Lille in France and playing well. Like, he scored last weekend, I'm pretty sure. Nice. So... If he's half as good as Timothy Wea, I'll be happy. Also, I hear like French people are good at soccer. Maybe <laughs> I, I have heard that, and so so have Minnesota scouts and Adrian. And Adrian's like, oh, what's this guy's name? I like him even more. Uh, Adrian, who who know? I I apologize to all of our French listeners. 
I mean, well, there's, I mean, all all one of you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe Matt Nair listens. If you do, man, like, well, thank you for everything you do. But I, <laughs> yeah, definitely. We know that French players are good here. Like, they hold up our defense. So there's just one French listener listening to this outside of a cafe, chowing down on a on a on a baguette with a cigarette in his hand. Sacre bleu, those bastards! I actually learned some new French uh, because of Valentine's Day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the mug I got for the girlfriend has a uh, pain au jus chocolate. I think is how you say it, which it's supposed to be. A dessert. It's like a croissant, but it has sh- chocolate in it, I think. I, I believe you. <laughs> I don't know French. But uh, Adrian wants to sign Adrian, or I don't know how to pronounce his first name either. I'm it's I'm guessing Adrian because he's French and weird like that. But a striker from Stade Rene uh, in lead one, lead un, sorry. Um, they finished third last year in lead one before the, the lead was suspended. Um, known to the club as a super sub. Um, guy comes on the pitch in later in games and can score. Be interesting to see if the 27 year old can turn that into a starting spot with Minnesota. This definitely shouldn't be the only striker that Minnesota signs in the window. As again, all we have is um, Foster's Leinsdorf. The I was I was more Arnold Foster's <laughs> Australian for striker uh, up up front. Although he is from Portland. Yep. So not Australian, but that's too good of a joke to pass up, it honestly. Um, reportedly, Toronto are also looking at him. Back off. Yeah. Back off, you have Josie. You're fine. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a striker. Uh, we mentioned earlier in this year that Lee Doon whatever is in very financial dire straits so getting french players and the cheap from leadon teams should be a way that minnesota sh- go goes in the future and with debassi and metonaire i mean two for two is pretty good three for three would be even better yeah and the small update on, on Lagoon, like that situation hasn't gotten any better nobody wants to no. buy the rights to to broadcast Lagoon. So like the value of those games has just gone down. Oh. Yeah, just a reminder they they want they signed a, a like a long deal with a startup, a, I don't know, it was a media company that didn't pay them the money that they were owed, and stopped broadcasting their games halfway through this season, and still owes them like close to three hundred million euros. Still owes them. Um, that's an arbitration and has been for a while. So, yeah, um, just look at most clubs. Look over there for some good, cheap talents to bring over them to MLS to tear it up. And, and tell them, like, um, you'll at least get broadcast. You'll get on TV. Like, we yeah, have a. ESPN Plus, man. <laughs> or, well, you, you won't get on TV if you're playing Minnesota <laughs> on the regional channels. But if you're on, like, ESPN or FS1, great. But. Um, fuck Fox Sports North and Sinclair because I haven't been able to watch a goddamn wild game. Uh, anyway, we won't tell them that when they're they're signing the contract. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't let Sasha or I in the room when they're signing the contract. <laughs> um, let's move on to our pod questions. Uh, if you join our Patreon uh, for three dollars a month, you can join our Slack channel. Um, there's a sub channel on there called Pod Questions. You ask ask those questions every single week, and we have to answer them, no matter how silly. Fortunately for us, these are not silly, so pretty easy to get into. Um, both are, are from Mike D, who may or may not be from Beastie Boys. Um, 
cannot confirm or deny either one. Um, do you think the loons regress this season? Do you want to take this? I want to take the second part of this question. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. I mean, we made the Western Conference Finals. I don't, and we lost arguably our most important player throughout the entire season in Kevin Molino to a lead rival. Um, you look up top, you don't have a striker at all besides Foster. Foster's like Fost, Foster's. God, I, I can't do that the first time to save my life. Um, it, defensively, it depends if Ike is back. I think he improves the defense quite a bit. Him and Mike Boxall have a really good rapport together. Um, I, it's all about the front. I think at the back we're solid. It's just all about where those goals are going to come from. Who is going to be latching on to those uh, balls from Ray in the midfield? Mm-hmm. And there's no one right now, I think, that can reliably do that game in, game out. Um, so, yeah, I think even and like Western Conference Finals, even like making the playoffs is still regression if we just get knocked out in the first round. So I, I still think we'll make the playoffs. I don't think we'll be as good in the playoffs as we were last year. And then our next question, what impact this season do you think Ethan Finley has? Is he still an everyday starter? I want to say yes, because if you saw the highlight reel we posted with Will Trapp, uh, some of those included when he played with Ethan Finley at Columbus Crew, and they meant on that tear to make it to the final in 2015. So I want to see if that magic is still there. If you start, like, say you start both of them, right? And then, you know, have Ethan Finley probably come off at 70 minutes. Like, you got, like, Adrian has to, like, has to use his subs. Because... Ethan Finley is, you know, 30 years old. He gets injured a lot because of his fast play style. Um, and he's a light dude. So maybe it's kind of a situation where Ethan Finley starts and McMaster comes on after. I don't know. I, I Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think right, right now where the way the roster is, he is your starting right wing. The way that they've uh, that Minnesota has um, set up in the past with uh, an attacking midfielder who would be Ray and probably Lude and Finley. But then you put Finley at the right and Lude on the left when we we know we've banged the drum that Lude is best on the right, mm-hmm. cutting on to his left. So you put Ethan on the left to cut on, on to his right. That's not really his game to cut in. He His game is to mo- use his pace to burn the fullback towards the end line. Yeah. Um, but right now, the way the roster looks, he is a starter. I'd rather have him be a super sub who can punish tired defenses because he, he has a motor that doesn't quit mm-hmm. whatsoever and can ditch you those valuable goals at the end of games. Or just if we're up in late in games, he can burn past people and hold the ball up and just waste time in the corner and yeah I don't know yeah. it, it, it's hard because he's such a well-liked player by fans you don't you don't want him to say like oh Ethan's probably not up to snuff anymore on that wing but I, yeah. I, 
I think he will continue making those runs even if he is a little slower. He he was doing it last year, you know, until he'd be burned out, and Reynoso will know to look for him. So, and that seems like our only attacking threat, right? Especially if if we have Lude play the nine position because we don't have any strikers right now, and Finley's right. on the right. Like that's that's the play, right? Yeah. It's I, it, I, yeah, you're right. Because the way the the roster is, uh, it'd be Lude in that false nine role, mm-hmm. then someone on the left because that was where Molino was. So. He, oh. Can we make some signings, please? Can we go back in time? Because ideally, you'd want Molino training in McMaster, right? Like that—that's that, the yeah. relationship. Like, uh, <sighs> well, lots of questions still about this Minnesota United roster. Lots of questions about the future of this club going forward this season. Um, let us know what you think. Is are the Loons going to regress this season? Tweet at us at TW United fans or on Instagram. Post, comment on our picture by. He's gonna regress and like then i'll totally remember what you're talking about for sure um, i do want to put it out there just in case it magically happens we could have a year where we don't regress because chacon has a crazy year on the left we start starting him reynoso's <laughs> developed relationship with him and like we Jacques just keep... unite <laughs> yeah yep. absolutely yeah well, maybe you never know that giant mop of a head could just go off this year. Mm-hmm. He's so tiny, but he's so feisty. I love it. <laughs> um, open top is some open top news. Uh, open top will be happening this year, this year in some sort of capacity. Um, Sasha, you know more about this than I do. I totally missed this <laughs> in the news. So yeah, they they announced uh, they're gonna have a reduced schedule starting in May fourth and fifth, uh, and there's only gonna be five rounds this year instead of the usual eight. Um, which means less teams are going to be in it. Um, and this was this decision was made because of of how busy this year is going to be. A lot of things that were supposed to be last year are getting pushed to this year, including, uh, you know, we have Gold Cup this year and we have Olympics. And mm-hmm. they decided, hey, we're going to start in May. We're going to try to finish by the end of June. So June 29th or 30th is when the final is scheduled for. So we would be, be wrapping up before... Uh, Gold Cup kicks off in August, and then also uh, the finals of CONCACAF in fall. Or CONCACAF Champions League, I should say. Yeah. And, yeah, CONCACAF Champions League doesn't start back up soon as well. It seems like it just ended. (laughs) (laughs) With Tidre's not playing for 70 minutes and then absolutely curb stomping on LAFC's hopes and dreams. Um, Champions League is back April 7th. And no U.S. MLS sides are drawn against Mexican clubs, and Canada's only representative will face Lyon in the first round, and that is Toronto, correct? It has, it's not determined yet because they have Has to determine yet. Yeah, because they have to. The Canadians' representative isn't determined by MLS results; it's determined by like the Canadian tournament that they have yeah, over there. Do they not do that this year? No, it's it's not uh, it's not in the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. I mean, it should be Toronto. Toronto like, has been the strongest team, and they sent Montreal last season, which is ridiculous. No, let's go with uh, <laughs> uh, York FC in the Canadian Premier League, or uh, Atletico Ottawa. <laughs> yep. The Ottawa Absolutely. Furies? <laughs> I know they're owned, they're owned by Atletico Madrid now. <laughs> so they're Atletico Ottawa. Atletico Ottawa. Ottawa. <laughs> or FC Edmonton. Either one. For I mean, those... I thought, yeah. 
we're not, we haven't gotten into Europe, but Atletico Madrid is the, the club right now in Spain to be owned by. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't think Barcelona could afford Atletico at Ottawa right now. <laughs> um, speaking of spending money, let's move into some quick um, MLS signings and some bid, well, some bid transfer news out of Cincinnati, of all places. Um, FC Cincinnati signed striker Brenner, um, not Yul Brenner, just just Brenner uh, from Sao Paulo. Initial fee of 13 million, 20-year-old striker who had interest from Europe. Um, to put this into perspective, FC Cincinnati scored a lead low 12 goals last year. So one less goals than million they spent on him. So hopefully he can, he can uh, at least score more than 12 this year for Cincinnati. Um, they've been snake fit up front for as long as they've been in MLS, really. I mean, yes. And yeah. On paper, an impressive signing. But also like the top, they like put MLS post like the top four like most expensive signings, and like none of them were that good. Like Pity Martinez, who already left Atlanta, uh, Ezekiel Barco, who's like good but not like MVP good, and then like uh, Rodolfo Prozaro, who I think needs another year to blood into MLS, and now Brenner. So maybe it'll work out. Who knows? Yeah, I'm just saying that Cincinnati's in such a bad spot. Like, they don't even need wins. Just goals would would excite their fans right now. So, <laughs> like, that's a pretty bad spot to be in. But uh, Minnesota was in that spot at one point, so. Yeah, that's for sure. And what's not going to uh, cheer up their fans at all is their former first-round pick, um, Frankie Amaya. Uh, their first overall pick, the first overall pick in their inaugural season, Frankie Amaya, wants to force a move out of Cincinnati after two trade offers from Eastern Conference teams were turned down. Um, so far, no movement with him. Um, but not all things are on the up and up in Cincinnati. No. Uh, speaking about not being on the up and up, uh, our Heineken rival, SKC, has has let go or has lost uh, their DP, Jerso Fernandez. They attempted to have him resign. They offered him the maximum they could, which is somewhere between 565000 and 605000 uh, for a new contract, but he decided to pass it up because he got an offer from Korean team Jeju United, who just got promoted to the top league. He signed a two-year deal with them that supported about 900,000 euros. Uh, so whatever that is in you know, uh, Korean like, won or or dollars, U.S. dollars. Uh, US dollars. If it's euros to dollars, <laughs> it's probably like one, one point, around one million. Yeah, yeah, 1.1 1. 1 or something like that. So, so good for him. I mean, he made a lot more money. <laughs> And I hear Korea's beautiful, so good for Jerso. Yeah, it, it's beautiful and safe. I'm glad he's gone, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad he's gone, to be honest, because I always hated playing against him. He's so fast. <laughs> he definitely earned that DP slot, man. He was a dangerous yeah. player. <laughs> well, that, so that, is, our, is our Heineken rivalry now like Heineken, like 0% alcohol rivalry <laughs> without him there? or <laughs> Every run now. Heineken's not, lost. Not quite man. as much bite. <laughs> Everything that was sponsored by Heineken formerly is now spo- like sponsored by Corona. <laughs> <laughs> so the Bud Light Seltzer rivalry week. Oh, this sounds just wrong. I don't like this at all. Our Bud Light Seltzer rivalry is, is against uh, Nashville, a team we've never played. 
It's just worse in all general stuff. <laughs> oh man. MLS should uh, debut like a tiered system to rivalries. Like the most, the higher quality beer is like the highest rivalry. So like LAFC versus LA Galaxy would be like a Russian Imperial Stout rivalry. <laughs> whatever that would be. Like certainly Darkness. That would be certainly Darkness. But like, yeah. Whatever that, re- like, uh, oh, I guess it's LA. So like a stone, uh, stone brewing, uh, uh, they have that. Zotovetsa or Hotovetsa. That's a like chocolate and like pepper and like stout. It's really fucking, it's like 11%, but it's so good. Then like Montreal versus Houston would be like watered down Bud Light, which is already watered down. Mm-hmm. Rivalry week. Yep. And Philadelphia's matches would just be like Harp Lager or something. <laughs> <laughs> Red Bull with. And if YCFC would be Red Bull with vodka. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, MLS, call us to be your culture ambassadors for your rivalry week. Whatever whatever Matthew Tane is doing at Austin FC, we want to do for you. So I guess watch shirtless around your offices and just hit our chest and go, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so with that image in your heads, let's move on to Europe. <laughs> Would you have something to say? Or, 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 you have something to say? No, I was, I was trying to figure out the transition, but we're going to talk about, oh, you, I, you know. I got nothing. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this. Behind the scenes, like, there's no notes. We're just flying by the seat of, the seat of our pants, just talking this bullshit. We stood on. We we drink five energy drinks, the Bang energy drinks, cotton candy flavor, and then just go. So... <laughs> I mean, you say that, but I was finishing up a, a, like a 12-ounce Red Bull <laughs> right before we went to record it. So, Red Bull, give us some money. Oh, please. I haven't had energy drink since... This for a local count? Yes. Are you I, joking? Yeah, I, haven't that... energy... <laughs> I haven't had an energy drink since freshman year of college then. You know what? Four Locos one I might be pass up on because I don't think anyone should drink that. <laughs> oh, it, it was a poor idea. Like, poor choice and like, no one's night was good after that. <laughs> so. <laughs> Let's just call it what it I, is. It's blackout juice, okay? <laughs> <laughs> You'll just take that Four Locos straight to the night-night night button <laughs> and just have a wake up next morning in hopefully your bed. <laughs> Sometimes on the floor next to your bed. Whichever rivalry gets the most red cards, that one gets to be four loco. <laughs> so that's right, Sounders Timbers, the Cascadia. You are now four loco. Ah, uh, four loco. You wake up somewhere, but always alone. So <laughs> just ain't nobody had time for that. Dealing with that all night. Okay, Speak, let's talk well, about Europe to my now. place. Caleb, Caleb, we're talking to a wall. Let's just, you know what. He'll make it all the way home. Let's go. Anyway, yeah, Europe. Speaking of getting drunk and walking places, they did, they did that a lot, right? In England, probably. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not now, hopefully. <laughs> but um, it seems like every time we record, Liverpool are either good or bad and not in between. Like, last time we recorded, like, they had just come off two wins. Everything was looking good. And then I'm here now with you just being sad about Liverpool. Um, basically, Jurgen Klopp, Verbally conceded the title, even though like mathematically 
they're not out of it, but pretty much out of the way Man City's been playing. Um, there were rumors circulating that uh, Klopp was close to resigning, that he needed a break in the wake of Liverpool's tough season and the recent death of his mother. Um, a banner appeared uh, at Anfield um, with Jurgen Klopp, You'll Never Watch Alone. Um, today, as we're this on the 15th, uh, Monday, he was in a press conference and said, quote, I don't need a break. Privately has been a tough time, but I'm 53, 30 years as a, as a coach. I can split things. I can switch off. Nobody has to worry about me. I am full of energy. We will sort it. Thanks for all the support, but nobody nobody has to worry about me. Um, end quote. So it sounds like he's staying. And my, I was, we were talking about when we were drinking our energy drinks that um, <laughs> just pound shotgun in our energy drinks that uh, like this is a season where like just got to regroup and like rebuild a little bit. Won two major trophies in two consecutive years. It's time to, and this has just been an off year with albeit some bad luck, but just a bad year altogether for Liverpool and the standards they have set. So just regroup, uh, make the moves in the summer that you need to, and come back stronger next season. Maybe just some games to players who are younger and need it. Like more Curtis Jones in the side, please. More uh, Nat Phillips. More uh, Reese Williams. Just or more Neto Williams as well. Just to get those guys who are younger and coming up through the academy, some more playing time and more experience at a high level. Um. Yeah, and. We're going to move to your Arsenal update real quick here, but I have some good news for you as well. Um, <laughs> Tottenham might be fucked for a couple of years. Uh, Jose Mourinho hasn't been doing so hot with them lately. Um, his contract currently runs through 2023 that season, so two more seasons after this one. And if they wanted to get rid of him sooner than that contract ends, firing Mourinho would cost Tottenham $48.5 million. Which, if you need an agent, hire Mourinho's just good God. <laughs> I, I mean, I can see Mourinho, like, doesn't even need an agent, man. That man could go in and fucking <laughs> ne- negotiate the, like, claws <laughs> off a bear, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah. He, he would he would sell water to a man in a rainstorm. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I don't... I think, it, like you said, like, this would be a bad season for any coach to be let go with the exception of Lampard because of, of his was because of transfers. I don't think any other manager should be let go right now because like this is the first winter with COVID and it is the most miserable time, even without COVID to play in London or anywhere in England. You know, the weather's crappy. It's mm-hmm. always between yeah. rain and snow. Always. You know, <laughs> I haven't watched one match where someone's dry. Everybody's feeling depressed because you're not getting any sunlight. And now you have the, the, you know, the second wave of the pandemic you're dealing with. Like, have some fucking mercy, you goddamn owners. And just, like, understand the extenuating circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, I still think Jose, like, obviously he didn't deliver on them getting into the Champions League spot. But, like, fucking have some, have some realistic yeah. expectations. And, and this this past summer, I mean, we you mentioned Frank Lampard. He was like, the, most coaches in the Premier League were pretty reserved in their spending. Yeah. And then Frank Lampard spent, you know. 200 million pounds which i mean might skew our view of the rest of the team spending a little, little bit i mean there are still millions of pounds spent by each club don't get us wrong but also when one 
spends 200 million pounds and doesn't reach the heights that they're dreaming of at Chelsea. Like, you understand that firing, but I mean, I'm, I know you're also you're also an Arsenal fan, so I'm taking your point for the drain of salt that they should give Jose more time, but also they should probably give Jose more time. You know? Yep. Unless you, unless you want to spend forty eight point five million dollars. I don't I don't know. <laughs> if they want to. Yeah. Uh I, I think they'll bounce back. We'll see. Um uh, speaking of bouncing back though, Arsenal, like the after we recorded last time, they went on to lose 2-1 to Wolves, and they got two red cards in that game. David Luiz got one, and their starting keeper burned Leno. And I was I was very angry and vocal about it on, on the Slack. I didn't think... I think David Luiz got that red because of his reputation. I think they can give the PK and give a yellow, but to send him off right before half, and then they get the goal, that swung the momentum so far in Wolves' like, favor. Um, yeah, that, the David, that, uh, the, yeah, the, David Luiz red card, I don't think was a red card it might have been a bite. i didn't see the penalty but giving both seems harsh but also his his reputation precedes him in yeah. some in some cases the burn leno red card <laughs> deserved for sure oh yeah 100 percent. i agree with that um so then the next game against aston villa you don't have those players they lost 1-0 aston villa is a good team this year I'll, i have no trouble saying that that's the same aston villa that came and played minnesota united guys uh <laughs> uh but <laughs> Then, thankfully, this week we we beat Leeds uh, 4-2. Aubameyang had been out taking care of his mother or like uh, because of it, of his mother's health, and he comes and scores a hat-trick. Uh, we won 4-2. Hector Bellerin provided the other goal, uh, the third goal for Arsenal right before uh, Aubameyang finished his at the start of second half. And I think Arteta's kind of found a, a winning mix of these three young kids, the new signed... Odegaard in the middle, uh, surrounded by Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe. All of them, you know, Odegaard's the oldest guy in that middle three at 22 years old. Saka's 20 and Rowe's... Tw- oh, no, Saka's 19 and Rowe's 20. So, and then, like, you can just... You can sub my in Pepe just- and you can sub in William. <laughs> Jeez. So. My hip just started hurting for no reason. Like, oh, you're old. <laughs> Joints just start hurting. Oh, 22 is the oldest in the midfield? Christ. All right. <laughs> Well, hopefully, hopefully you and uh, former co-host Colin O'Donnell are happier with your team going forward. Hopefully, not too happy. Liverpool still finishes above you, but also happy. Um, yes. Let's move quickly to Germany with some news. Um, I guess I guess not just Germany, but the world has Bayern Munich won the world, the club World Cup, uh, beating was Tigris, I think, in the in the final. Um, I don't remember the score, but they won one, last one that, zero, one zero, one yeah. zero, one zero last week, and today had to come back and then sixteenth placed Armenia Blyfeld. Um, Blyfeld was up three nothing, and then eventually, Bayern scored three goals to equalize it. Uh, Alfonso Davies with their last one, and that it was like it was basically an English game because there was just snow and rain and sleet the entire time, and there was a snow-covered pitch. And it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch Bayern Munich suck for 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 a half. So that was nice. But ended up pointing out, and they have a five-point lead in the Bundesliga, so not insurmountable, but probably insurmountable. Um, Rosenball Sport Leipzig doing all right in the lead, which means. 
Bayern Munich has to take one of their players. Uh, Dio Upamecano, center back from Leipzig, had his uh, are, is having his $15 million release clause uh, activated by Bayern this summer. Uh, sad for me as a Liverpool fan because he was one of the center backs that we were rumored to be signing at some point in the near future. So that's sad. Um, but in the good news, Eintracht Frankfurt, third place. What? Who saw this coming? No one. No one did. Not even me when I chose them as my team two years ago. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's fun to see some, you know, something shaking it up at the top. You, you'd expect yeah. that spot to be the, you know, Wolfsburg or uh, uh, Bayer Leverkusen. You know. Yeah. But. But. Yeah, and with Uwe McConnell coming to Bayern, uh, David Alaba, a longtime Bayern. Defender is reportedly has reportedly reached a verbal agreement with Real Madrid. Also, kind of related to that is Sergio Ramos, um, soccer villain and center back, um, reportedly not returned to Real Madrid after this season. Um, also, some news for your German club Dortmund: uh, Marco Rose will be leaving Borussia. Big glad back tips Fedora and in the season to take the reins at Borussia Dortmund as their head coach. Um, pretty easy to change your job title with just only one word. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Dortmund kind of in trouble. Uh, Holland being rumored to move to Liverpool. Um, Reina and Sancho being rumored to move to uh, Manchester United and other English clubs. Where where does Dortmund, Dortmund go from here? Do they, they try to keep their youngsters? I mean, they have such a good youth system do they just keep moving the players up that will play for two years and then move on or they try to lock them down for a while and make a run at Bayern if it's, 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 for it's, the first time since yeah I think it's like if they don't make the Champions League they can't hold on to those players because Holland and Reyna and Sancho all are Champions League quality players they'll go to clubs especially if it's England Colin they'll go over there in a heartbeat and what and thing is, they're in such a bad position that they're calling on their sixteen-year-old, their youngest player, to save them. Yeah. You know, against Hoffenheim, like you can't put that pressure on the kid. Like, yeah, he's a super. Like, he has, he is a star. But put him in when you're up, you know, two-one at least. <laughs> now when you're trying to f- climb out of the gutter, so it is against Hoffenheim. Yeah, no less. Like, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I don't, right now well, Sancho's on fire. Little- yeah. Yeah, let's just do this experiment right now. Instead of Marco Rose, Sasha uh, Tavi Bulin is being put in charge of <laughs> Dortmund at season's end. What's what are your first moves to stabilize the team or change the or make that push or start to make that push? I mean, I have to look at finding somebody who has the same command that Axel Witzel has and bring him in problem is that he has so much experience with the club like i don't have you don't have that also i'm looking at center backs i like yeah whatever is troubling center backs in the epl is also troubling borja dortmund because they cannot get on the same page uh so yeah it's 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 the two center backs and axel whistle okay so like upgrades there yep okay you heard it here first, uh, Marco Rose. Your move. <laughs> um, he yeah. So he's staying at McLeod back till the end of the season, though. Uh, interim coach will still be at Dortmund. 
Um, yeah. Sasha, I think that's a, that's an episode. That is an episode. Can the people find you anywhere on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, I don't I don't really post anything right now. I, I just I just have the the secret account that I finally let Caleb in on. Uh, it's at James Hoyberg, and that's spelled in the most uh, Denmark way you can think of. <laughs> with, uh, with, well, yeah, go ahead. He'll he'll be tagged in um, the picture for this episode on the Instagram page. Uh, also announcing the uh, Basingstoke Town uh, interview as well on there. So. Follow James. I'm I'm honestly honored you let me in. Finally, I think in some cultures we're married now. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm at K Olson. No, I'm not. That's my old handle. I'm at Real Caleb FC on Twitter, at TWO Fans on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow my Instagram, it's Caleb Olson seven one six. I haven't changed it yet. I've been meaning to, but I just keep forgetting. I post food and beer on there and vinyl. And when I'm in the Wonder Wall, I usually take pictures with, of selfies with my friends. But I haven't been able to do that for a while. Um, special thanks to our lead commissioner and also apparently agent who did such interviews, uh, <laughs> Eric Olson. Hi, Dad. Uh, for $20 a month, you can get your, a shout-out at the end of each episode. Um, just a reminder, $5 a month gets you an extra episode, extra episodes each month. Um, not soccer-based, uh, mostly about our individual interests outside of soccer, which can you believe we have those? I mean, right? Uh, Sasha, just I just uh, we just released Sasha's latest episode on overpowered classes from Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, a new D and D book. Yep, it was very eye opening, and I want to play whatever that druid was. <laughs> yeah, the the circle of spores, druid. Circle of spores. Yeah. It sounds terrifying. <laughs> Um, so soon to come out will be my episode of uh, talking about the album Worry by Jeff Rosenstock. My recent one was about um, Sturgill Simpson's A Sailor's Guide to Earth. Um, until then, until, well, we'll be here some in some sort of way, either with the Basingstoke Town interviews or a normal weekly bi-weekly off-season pod. So, until next time. Yeah. Take it easy? I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Take it easy sounds a little too informal. Well, I'm going to do a quick shout-out to sign off. Oh, okay, no. Sh- sign off. Yeah, a shout-out to Headflyer and to the late MF Doom. I tried your beer that you did in honor of him. Rhymes like dimes. And damn, it is a good... It is a good dry, double dry hops beer. So, if you like your beer tasting like a, like a Christmas tree, go check that out. <laughs> And if you like one of the best MCs of all time, spin some MF Doom. All right. Shout out, shout out to MF Doom forever yes. on this podcast. We're going to add that to our, our closing notes <laughs> all the time. Shout out to MF Doom. Till then, Sasha. Talk to you later, man. See you. Feed me with your bitter lies, masquerades, and valentines, good mouths, 